the coronavirus has the world's attention. From the U.S. to China and everywhere in between, one thing is on everybody's mind. But for the Christian, we might ask, what is God doing in all this? Couldn't he stop it? What's his purpose in the midst of the coronavirus in our life? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. Today we're going to do something a little bit different, um, but in a lot of ways it's it's not different, right? We're just going to look at what the Word has to say and how we should kind of really look at life. And I think uh, if you are pretty much anywhere in the world, right, today, um, the elephant in the room is, is the COVID-19, right, the coronavirus. And That's so today right. we um, are going to... We don't really want to add to the noise, but we want to uh, give some biblical insight on how we should how we should think about this, how we should look at this. So we crafted this question. It says, "How does God use something like COVID nineteen for our good and ultimately His glory?" Yeah, yeah, that's really what we want to do now. Um, your uh, Facebook feed and news sources are probably bombarded right now with everybody's perspective, everybody's opinion, new yeah. research, new declarations on uh, the rapidly changing situation of the coronavirus. And right. so um, I thought it'd just be helpful for us uh, on this podcast and as uh, you know, the leaders at Redemption to just help give uh, our listeners a you know, some biblical perspective in right, all this. Right. You know, like you said, we don't want to just add to the noise, but we want the loudest voice to be the voice of the scriptures. Right. You know, and so when we say in many of our podcasts that, you know, God is good and he's sovereign, he's in control of all things, and the scripture is our authority, that's no different in a day like today. For in sure. These circumstances, you know, it's not as though God has somehow been uh, sidelined. You know, he's not been put on the bench. It's not that his control has been taken from him, that he's no longer sitting on his throne. Um, it's also not like he's just up there and all of a sudden become vindictive. Right. You know, like, oh, right. well, I said I wouldn't, you know, destroy them with a flood, but I never said I would, you know, a virus. And so um, it, 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 he just hasn't become some malevolent God now that is out to get everybody. And so this is just begs the question, though, okay, well, what is the will of God through this COVID-19 pandemic? What is he doing? What's his purpose here? How do we, how do we view this really uh, from a vertical perspective? Right. What does the scripture say uh, uh, to us as believers about what he is doing in this day? And uh, even as we attempt to answer that question, I have six, six things for us um, as we uh, kind of um, tackle that question here in a bit. As we as as, as we tackle that, well, I want to just be clear up front, like how he does this in the minutia in your life or my life or somebody in China or India or Europe. Um, 
God is working this out billions of different ways. He's working right. out his will right. specifically in people's lives. But there are some big picture things, some bigger yeah. lenses that we can say God is uh, what God is doing uh, right now worldwide, globally through this pandemic, through this crisis. And, and, and it's not really, I would say, unique now to this crisis, this pandemic. This is, these are things that I think God is doing uh, for our good and for his glory in any moment of trial. Right, and even even how we crafted that question, you know, it comes out straight out of out of Romans, right? Yep. Romans 8, it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, uh, for those who are called according to his purpose, right? So yeah. we, we see like God is in control yeah. and he is working out everything for our good and like you're and like we're saying ultimately it's to just glorify him that's right that's right so he's he's at work here and we can be sure of that we can be sure right. that he's working out even this even the coronavirus he's working it out for his glory and so um so just as we tackle that question like i said i have six things for us what is god doing right now what is his will well here's the uh first one i would say god is uh, in the midst of the coronavirus he's creating in us a longing for heaven Hmm. Hmm. He's creating in us a longing for heaven. As some of our freedoms have been taken away, as we have been limited in our um, in our gatherings, you know, right now we're currently under a, a, a ban of any gatherings of ten or more. Right, that's created a lot of difficulties, especially yeah, <laughs> especially for our church, and uh, uh, and and in some places it's even more strict than that. Yeah. You know, where you can't like you're not supposed to leave your house for anything, and. Uh, um, and we are longing, at least I am, we're longing for the day when we can come back to worship. Yeah. Um, and, and even as we think about that, those longings that we have, I think it is, it should hopefully, what God can be doing in our heart is longing for the day when we will be with him. Right. And that's really what like Sunday is, you know, it's just kind of warm up for the worship of heaven and all that. And so um, as we think big picture, it's like a longing for that where we will be with the Lord. But it's also, I think, creating in us a longing for a day when, where there is no more sickness, right? you know, where there are no more tears, mm -hmm. where there is no more sin that, uh, you know, entangles us, where death is no longer a reality. It's not something that we fear anymore. And so we we're made for another land. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you know, I when when we gather with the church, and I've said this, we've talked about this before, you and I personally, and mm -hmm. and even with our ministry teams, like the the gathering of the believers on a, on a Sunday morning, or really yeah. whenever you do it, right? Yeah. It should be otherworldly, right? Yeah. It's it's not like. Uh, the world because it is it's giving us just a glimpse of what heaven is like when when we're all you know you know the the playing field is equal but yeah different how it's equal here right sure. on, on earth it's equal in that we've all fallen short and and when we're in heaven we're going to be glorified with christ and all we're going to be like doing is acknowledging and glorifying him right That's like right. you were saying no more sickness no more no more worrying none of that and yeah. When we gather with the saints on a Sunday, that's really what it should be like. Yeah. And this this situation that we're put in, yeah. it, it should. I think there's there's like a sense of kind of embracing that that weird awkwardness that we don't get to do it right now. It feels yeah. weird. Like even even you know, I, I'm sure many of us churches across the world gathered virtually yeah. this Sunday, yeah. and I'm sure we all felt the awkwardness. Yeah. There's still worship that we did, and I think that's good and right. Yeah. But. Feeling that uncomfortable, like I'm not with the body, yeah. like physically, I think that's, that. like you're saying, that 
produces that longing of like man worshiping with the church like when i'm with them hearing them sing hearing the word proclaimed like man that is what we were designed for that's right yeah that's right we are you know we're it's it's like we're in a foreign land right you right know, as we've then that's really interesting that you say that because this last Sunday was probably a historic Sunday in yeah. the history of particularly America where on a Sunday in hopefully every maybe there were some that still gathered <laughs> right. you know against the you know the uh, recommendations of the authorities but in every church across America where the pews were empty right and in that absence you know like it should as we were in our homes and, and it was awkward that 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 should be like a reminder that this yeah. is this is in our home. Mm-hmm. We are aliens here. Right. We are we are in a foreign country awaiting heaven. Yep. And in a time like this, God is he is by his spirit stirring in us, I think, a greater longing to be with him. Yeah. He's making us acutely aware that this is not our home. Yeah, re- really quick, I mean, just I think the first thing I think about it and you know, I'm not married nor engaged, but it's like that engagement, right? Sure. Where you're like engaged, but you're not married. Right. Yet, yeah. it's that weird. It's yeah. that weird Already, period of like, yeah, it's yeah. like how oh, we're basically married, yeah. but you know, the day's not here yet. Yeah. That's really like what this Sunday kind of felt like. Yeah. You know, it's like, ah, oh, this is so weird. I'm not with with who I'm supposed to be with doing. Right. You know what we usually do every week. Right, we are scattered, and uh, and so that's what I think God is doing in these days. He is creating in us a longing for heaven. And not only that, but here's a second thing that I think God is doing in the midst of all this. He is demonstrating the importance of uncommon community. Right. So God right now is, uh, as, as you even said, is we are all scattered. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, and not only for worship, but he is demonstrating the importance of the uncommon community that the church provides for us. Right. Like that reality that we need one another mm-hmm. uh, all the time, in good times, bad times, uh, but we... Uh, we are uh, we are not meant to be isolated. For sure, we're not meant to live as an island. We are meant to live in community with other believers. And so, in the in in the awkwardness of not meeting, you know, our small groups are meeting on uh, on Zoom calls and yeah. video calls. Like the, that's limited. Right. It's limited in the in the you know in the ministry of presence that we have with one another and just the importance of a smile and a hug and human interaction the encouragement uh that we give one another and uh we're you know we're uh you're just showing that and when a need arises and some you know somebody in the body is is hurting or in need of something like and all the limitations that are put around us that we're trying to like work around yeah it is showing just how important this is and if you're and if you're away from it and and you're not plugged into a body now you're probably even feeling it even more acutely yeah i, I mean even in this past week i've i've experienced it like you know, I'm a single guy, I live by myself, and I'm getting texts from, you know, my parents, my family, hey, are you okay? Because we don't, we don't live in the same town. Um, hey, are you okay? What do you need? Uh, how are you doing? And it's funny because I'm telling them, like, I'm, I'm actually doing, like, fine, I'm okay. And I say that because, like, I have my spiritual family, like my church body, like, yeah. calls every single day, hey, man, like, are you hungry? Like, do you have this? Do you have that? Like... Like I feel 
even in the midst of all of this, I feel like so taken care of yeah. because I know I have all these people, right? Like right. I know I have homes to go to in worst case scenario. I know that like yeah. there, people are checking up on me. And like you're saying, that importance of knowing that, sure, I'm isolated maybe, yeah. but I'm definitely not alone. Right. And I know I have uh, people praying for me and people caring for me. And that's really what like the body is designed to do, right? To take care of it each other that's right that's right and so in, it's in days like these where the strength of the yeah. common community is really shown yeah you know to where we're not feeling necessarily entirely alone we're not right. anxious we're not worrying because yeah like i got my peeps and so sure it's more difficult and we're having to take advantage of technology right. and all that and 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 you know we're having to endure through these days but but it's so important and so strong and because we have built it that community has been built you know, sometimes yeah. people say like, well, I haven't found community. Well, f- community isn't just like found. It's not like something you just stumble into. That's a good point. Yeah. You, you create it. You build it. For sure. And, uh, and when you're doing that in the good times, you know, and you've built a solid foundation in those relationships, then when crisis comes, then when, you know, and hard times come, when yeah. forced isolation is uh, set upon us, that we see the strength of what was built or created in the, uh, you know, in the past. Right. And so in these days, what is God doing in this? Well, he's demonstrating the importance of uncommon community. This is how he's created us as a body to be interconnected to one another. Right. And, and, and I really believe, like, at least for our church, like at the end of this, I think we're going to come out stronger and 100%. like more connected on the other side yeah. because of just what this situation is, is, is like requiring of us, right? right? That like we have to be way more intentional. We have to use yeah. the technology as an advantage, right? To, to stay connected. Yeah. I think once we get on the other side of this, we're, it's going to be like such a more rich yeah. uh, experience of getting to like be with one another That's right. physically. That's right. It's going to, it's going to make that so much sweeter for sure. And so what else is God doing? What is, how is he turning this for our glory or his glory and our good? Well, here's a third thing that I think he's doing. He's minimizing distractions in our mm. life to maximize biblical intake. Hmm. He's pulling out the uh, things. He's taking off out of our life the um, the things that we too easily worship or right. allow to distract us, right. and just kind of like making them non-existent. Like, do you worship sports? <laughs> Not no more. <laughs> yeah. You know? Do you worship food? H-E-B is empty. Yeah. yeah. Do you worship uh, your kids? You know, your kids through their extracurricular activities. Right. Not no more. Do you worship school and education? Those are, you know, that's all shut down, basically. Do you worship working? Yes. You know? Right. And all of these things, all these things that will, that, you know, too easily distract us, he's now, now all of a sudden opened up opportunities for us to maximize our worship, our biblical intake, Mm -hmm. our, you know, the, the things that we know we have on our phone or the time that, you know, we're like, oh, we're too busy to pray. We're too busy to what? Now God's saying, hey, I took out all these distractions. Yeah, there's no excuses, right? Right, right. Really, like, this is, I think, a really good, and even for me, I've I've thought about this, like, this is a really good spiritual thermometer, right? Because now you have the time, now you have, uh, you know, the ability, like, are you wanting like what is that thing that now you have the right. time? Right. What do you what are you going to right? That's right. That's and right. I think right here, like you're saying, God is saying, like 
turn your affection towards me right okay. turn your affections towards the word yeah. and I've, I've used it as that like a, a thermometer to say is that what i'm wanting right you know in this time where you know right. now netflix and chill is like let's do that right let's yeah. just binge watch tv let's just you know do that project that you right. were meaning to get to well what about like reading the bible like right. we're, we're wanting to right. right right yeah now all of a sudden we have extra time on our hands yeah um what are we filling that with? Mm-hmm. You know, and for, for some sure. it hasn't. Some, you know, just to be fair, like, you know, there's some moms that maybe are now at home. Yeah. And now actually their life is way more busy because yeah. now they're trying to school their children and all those things. And so, so I don't want to just make it seem like everybody's just sitting around twiddling their thumbs anymore. Yeah. But what it is, what, what it is, as these other things are taking off of our plate, what are we filling our plate with? And that's, that's just a great indicator for us of like, okay, is, you know, am I turning to more Netflix? Like you said, I'm turning to Disney plus, am I turning <laughs> to, you know, whatever else it might be just yeah. to, to distract myself versus now that I have some more margin or some more time in my hands, mm-hmm. what am I filling it with? And am I filling it with good content? Like what voice is loudest now? Right. And, uh, and God is working this for our good. Right. He's saying, you know what? Hey. You're having a hard time, you know, dropping that app, watching those shows, whatever. How about I just kind of like, you know, take away March Madness for a while, you know? <laughs> and, uh, the NBA, yep, postponed, you know? Yeah. Olympics, you're looking forward to that this summer? Not anymore. Not no more, uh, you know? And he has minimized those temporary distractions and saying, hey, here now, the table is set for you to maximize your time with what is of eternal value. And this really leads then to the to the fourth one that I would say: What is God doing? What is His will in this? Uh, what is how is He working this for our good? Is He is giving us an uh, an opportunity to exercise our spiritual disciplines? Right. You know this uh, the idea of our sanctification. God is using this for our growth and godliness. You yeah. Know, and, and these things that we've just talked about here, but He is now uh, allowing us to really. Um, to, to exercise those things of the faith, prayer, um, Bible intake, all of that on our own. And unfortunately, and this is, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to cast blame on anybody, but we've set up a kind of consumer Christian culture. Right. Show up on Sunday, yeah. hear some cool music, hear a, you know, a heartwarming message. <laughs> right. Go on home, you know, right. throughout the week. Sure, I turn on a Devo every morning. I play, you know, K-Love on the radio and we just kind of consume. Yeah. But we don't actually exercise our own muscles. You know, we watch other people working out and hope to gain the benefit versus actually opening the scriptures and seeking to understand, uh, you know, reading some theological books of doing the, you know, spending time in prayer. We're quick to offer our prayer requests to others. And that's great. But how much time have I actually like said, okay, I'm going to take the next five minutes. I'm going to pray for For this. I'm going to pray for that person. I'm going to, you know, ask God that he would come through in my situation. And we've been weak. We've been consumers. And now God has given us the space to say, and, and sometimes in some ways, maybe your church doesn't, isn't putting anything online. Mm-hmm. And so now you're just kind of stuck. Like, well, what do I do? Now what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you think of like, you know, the spir- the metaphor of, of our spiritual disciplines as like food, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like growing in that food, you know, we think of like how you're saying we've built up this, this, uh, consumeristic thing like you know you think when you're when you were living at home and your mom is cooking all your meals and then you finally go out on your own and you're like you have that realization oh wow i need to figure out what i'm going to eat i need to prepare it i need to cook it you know what i mean and then same thing tomorrow 
we're in that situation, right? Where we're now it's how, what are you doing to nourish yourself, right? right? Because right now it's not, it's not going to be served up how it usually is. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, this is a great time to, to practice and not only that, but take advantage of all the digital resources that we have and technology right now of, of the sermons online, of connecting with people. I think it's still a great time to connect with people and, and read the Bible together and, you know, maybe be reading uh, separately and, and just figuring out what is God sure. teaching us in these yeah. passages, right? Right. Yeah. Just ask two simple questions like, what's a question that I have from it? And uh, what's, uh, what's one takeaway that right. encouraged yeah. me? What's something that is impactful? And, uh, and just to you know encourage another brother and seek out wisdom and understanding. And so, what is God doing right now for our good and His glory? Well, He's He's teaching us to exercise these uh, spiritual disciplines that He's given us uh, by His grace and and uh, for His glory. And He's opened up that door for us. He's now given us opportunity yeah. in the midst of this to you know well don't uh, you know now that you have some time or now that things have become a little bit harder. Now put these things to the, um, you know, put these things to work. Right, and, and even like, where is your trust? Right, where is your secu- your security in? Because I think mm-hmm. for a lot of us, even you know, it's I think this is affecting all of us in in different ways. Sure. But we're all, you know, I'm sure all of us in some part of our minds are thinking, well, what is this going to mean for me financially? Right, right. what is this going to mean for me moving forward? Yeah, whether it's rent, whether it's like groceries, and you know. I can't imagine for people who have families and kids and, you know, this isn't a time where it's so easy to say we're losing all those, you know, like functional saviors that we use, our job, yeah. our status, our money. Yeah. Those things are kind of, you know, becoming question marks. Yeah. Like where are we putting our faith in? Right. You know, right. and this is this is a test for that. Right. Right. Which is the, the fifth uh, uh, thing that I think God is working out for his glory and our good is this, that he's graciously revealing our propensities and our priorities. Hmm. And, uh, and what I mean by that is exactly what you, what you were just saying there is kind of a segue. He's revealing our propensities and our priorities. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this a little bit even uh, throughout here, but our propensities, like our, our sinful habits, you know, the things that, uh, um, that, that uh, we maybe we're blind to. Yeah. You know? Uh, we think, well, I'm not anxious. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a worrisome person. You know, I have faith. You know, I don't. I don't do that. I'm not afraid. And uh, and God is using this scenario to kind of reveal some things maybe that we've been blind to all along. Ah, uh, well, yeah, maybe I've been holding too tightly to my financial security. Right. I've taken too much comfort in my job. Um, in my, you know, ability to, you know, to make money or my I've taking too much stock in my kids yeah. and, um, and I've, I've put, I've wrongly prioritized then other things and unknowingly or unintentionally maybe made them an idol. Right. And now what God is doing in, in, in kind of shaking up the whole earth. Yeah. Literally, like yeah, all of real. our rhythms, all of our schedules, all of our planning, not everything is just kind of on hold. Like, yeah. what is going to happen here? You know, our trust in the government, whatever. He's he's just kind of like laid that all before us. And if we would just take some time before the Lord um, in prayer uh, to just really kind of take a look at yes. how we're making decisions, you know, Um you know, I'd say take a look at like look at your journal, the things that you maybe have been writing about. Take a look at your Facebook posts from the last few weeks, and let them, um, if they are any sort of indicator as to like what is the most important to you, what are your you know where are your propensities to sin? Just ask the Lord, like yeah. review, search me and try me, know my heart, Lord. Right. 
and right. and that is that is God's grace to mm-hmm. us because uh, he uses these times to kind of like uh, shake away everything else that is frivolous everything else that is meaningless and kind of takes us to our foundation and shows us now very graciously okay where are my sinful propensities where are my priorities off or on and uh, and what do I need to come back to where is he refining me what is a what is he, he you know he wants ultimately he wants to make us you know better worshipers as right. a result of this right that's that's his will in all of mm-hmm. this he wants us to uh, he, he wants us to be more uh, made into the image of Christ. Yeah, amen. Which is really what, you know, you quoted at the, uh, the top of the podcast, the Romans 8, 28, mm-hmm. and 29 and following is really just that, that yeah. we'd be conformed into the image into of the Christ. Image of Christ, yeah. That's how God works out all these things for our good. He uses yeah. all the circumstances of our life, all the things, both good and bad, trials, temptations, uh, things, and God in his omnipotent wisdom his you know unsearchable glory he uses all things to conform us more into Christ so, uh, into Christ's likeness so that we would be better worshipers and that's ultimately how he's glorified yeah that's how he gets more praise as he takes us who are weak and unable and sinful and and he takes us and makes us more like Jesus Christ amen and so what is he doing throughout all of this as he is you know He's, he's just revealing us to where there's cracks, yeah. you know, where there are pressure points in our life. And we can either run from that, we can give in to him, we can crumble under it, or we can just say, Lord, thank you for using a season like this to show these things in my life. Right. It's, it's really easy because I think, especially as Americans, even, yeah. even in, you know, top down financially, like a lot of us, like you said, we're in these rhythms, we're in these patterns of... Uh, very little change right and ev- even in the change the little change that's in there there's still just overall the delta is very small yeah. right but this has dramatically changed everything right yeah. and so it's really just a mirror of like how do you respond to change yeah uh it really shows you where you where you have your kind of where your eggs are right yeah. and which basket your eggs right. are in and uh like you're saying Really, this is the time to to examine yourself and then cast that on the Lord, right? And say, hey, my hope is in you. Uh, My comfort is in you. My security is in you. And like all of this is going to change. I change. The circumstances change. My emotions change. But like God's character and faithfulness and his steadfast love for us, it never changes. It never changes. His work is still going. A sanctification is happening. And he's going to ultimately carry it out, right? No matter what the circumstances turn out to be. That's right. You're, You're right on. You know, what we begin to realize in all this is that we are, uh, we are really weak, needy, dependent people. Yeah, and, and that's that's a great point. That's that's what, you know, one of the things that has really kind of just been on my mind of how from like the top of society to the bottom, this is affecting everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter your status, how much money you make, right. how prepared, how not prepared, how... Yeah. Like whatever, yeah. right? From yep. from top to bottom, like no one had yeah. control over this. That's right. That's and right. it's just showing you how little, how, how oftentimes we think we're in control of things. Yeah. And like, just like that, this one, this little, you know, thing that we don't even understand has just swept the world and is right. affecting us dramatically. Right. Like God is the one running the show here, right? right. Not right. us. Right. The playing field has been leveled. Yeah. Nobody is immune from this. Yeah, from celebrities. And- yeah. athletes everyone yeah. we're all we're all really in this weird 
like yes. same boat. That's right. We are, and uh, we are all under the, you know, the gracious, mighty hand of God. Right. And uh, and He's revealed that pretty quickly. Yep. You know, we can plan for tomorrow, and yet. Uh, even that is, uh, we've seen how rapidly tomorrow can change. And that's for our good, y'all. Like yeah. that's, that's for our good. Like God is uh, teaching us to depend on him, something that we haven't necessarily uh, had to do in America for a very long time. Right. We haven't had to daily depend upon the Lord for yeah. decision making to where our food might come from, to where our resources may come from, um, because we've had our barns full for a long time, and uh, you know we just can hop on down to H-E-B and get whatever we want. Yeah. Not anymore. Right. You know, and so God is just graciously uh, revealing these things to us. And like you were, here's the last point, and you were uh, leading us to that, but here's the last thing that God, I think, is doing. Um, uh, well, I say the last thing. God's doing all kinds of things, but right. just for the sake of this podcast, here's the last one. He's putting his character to the test for hmm. us. You know, so far we've really been talking about uh, really some horizontal things, what he's doing in, in our life. And this is really not that different, but God in crisis, he puts his character to the test where he says, I am who I said I am. Yep. Yeah. Um, you just need to believe me. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, it was in the Exodus crisis as the Israelites are leaving uh, uh, the authoritarian government, as they're in the wilderness and is there, he said, I am the Lord merciful and gracious, abounding in steadfast love. And he took them to his character yeah. and, and, and proved himself true for 40 years and then on into the promised land, you know? It was in the life of Hannah, when, you know, in her, uh, in her infertility, her barrenness. And God reminded her of his character to care for her. And then she had a son. Right. It was when Paul was imprisoned that the steadfast love of the Lord, God's grace, his mercy to him, his uh, his wisdom was uh, on display where Paul felt it acutely in the midst of that crisis. And, right. You know, we can go on and on and yeah, on about yeah. the biblical examples of when people found themselves in trial, when they found themselves in difficulty, and the character of God was proved true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that verse you hear quoted a lot from Hebrews, you know, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's times like now that we that God really demonstrates to us that, hey, I'm faithful. I will take care of you. My forgiveness is lavish. My love for you is generous. My 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 care for you is specific. And and he just over and over and over, daily, hour by hour, really, he is showing that. And it is the times where we really begin to see it now. Right. Where we like, okay, God, yeah, you are coming through. I can trust in you. Your word is uh, to be believed. Like, I, I, your word is being put to the test, and I have no reason to doubt it. Right. And you have this past history of faithfulness, and so I have no reason to doubt that the future will be anything different. Right. You will take care of me. And that's one of the things that he does now. That's This is his will. This is how he's working it out for our good and his glory. He's showing us, and he is showing the world that we may know that he is the Lord our God. Right. And so we have a massive opportunity before us as the church to just continue to show that and right. to demonstrate that, to say, no, God is still on his throne. And 
the hope that we have, the peace that we have, the you know the strength that God gives us, the you know the um, really the our zeal for the mission, how it doesn't stop. Right. Those things will show yeah. to the world, like, no, we're serious about this. Yeah. The next, really, the the it's like, well, what now, right? What now for us as the church? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we've been this has kind of been our theme. It's like ministry continues, yeah. right? Ministry continues. Like we're not meeting, yeah. but but the reality is that. The, as the church, like we are still being the church. Right. Uh, like sin hasn't stopped, which means that we still need to be sanctifying ourselves yeah. and we still need to be walking the light alongside one another. But not only that, like um, in this, in this, you know, kind of chaotic time, yeah. our, our, our hearts are going to be, you know, kind of just pulled in all directions. So we need to be coming alongside one another, pointing ourselves to Christ. You know, our mission Yeah has not stopped you know the best way that we can witness during this time yep. is is showing the watching world where our hope lies where right. our security is yep. saying how do you in this time of uncertainty have this kind of unwavering peace like yep. where you know that's that's going to be a very unique thing to people who are in this time of where's my next paycheck coming from right. you know where am i going to get chicken when yeah. hub is right. empty right why how are you so calm right. you know right. that these are the ways that we can still be showing the watching world that you know our hope is in christ that's and right. and that's a, a peace that is supernatural it's not you can't find it you right. can't find it around you. Right. You know, it's it's in the Word. It's in Christ. It's through the Spirit. That's right. Well, that's what Philippians four tells us. Right. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. Like you can't explain it. You know. Yeah. Even to a watching world, it can be foolishness. Right. I just don't understand. It's like, well, no, it's because my hope isn't here. Right. It's not in the stock market. Mm-hmm. It's not you know in my life savings. It's not in you know food. It's not in whatever. You know, we've kind of talked about all kinds of things in this podcast. But my hope is in Christ. Right. And it's in days like today that that is proven. For sure. You know, in times of trial and crisis, you know, in a worldwide crisis, yeah, that is a fertile ground for the gospel to continue. You know, the um, where, you know, missionaries may be grounded, people are trying to come home and all those things, but that doesn't mean like that the ministry is stopping. No right. ministry is continuing very much so mm-hmm. um, as we continue to put our faith in Christ, as we continue to, uh, you know, to hold fast to the gospel. We let it be an anchor for our soul in these days where we take our refuge in God and uh, and and that is unique. Just that is a testimony to a watching world that is in crisis, that is right. panicking, and, uh, and we're not. We are steady. We're steadfast in the Lord. We have self-control in uh, the things that we think, in the things that we do, how we spend our time. Um, but God is, uh, and we can be sure of this, that God is He's still working this out. Amen. And so even as we you know, kind of talk high level, some of the, you know, these six things, as we kind of take a vertical perspective, God, what are you doing? We can be sure that really he's doing all these things all the time. Right. We're just more acutely aware of them right now. And I can be sure that he's working it out in your life. And so here's just as we close, here's something that I would uh, encourage you to do. If maybe one of these resonated with you, maybe um, one of these high level things has uh, connected with you, but you've seen it specifically in your life. Don't you just take a moment to share that with somebody? Yeah. Share it with another believer. Um, we'll first pray, go vertical, thank the Lord for it, and say, God, thank you for just showing me an evidence of your sovereign goodness in my life. Mm-hmm. Two, then share it with a, uh, you know, with another brother or sister. Encourage them in their faith. Yeah. Hey, you saw God working through this. This is how he's, you know, oh, something that he's strengthening in me. And then go outward. Share it with someone that you know is far from the Lord. 
that isn't walking with Christ, that doesn't have the hope that you have, and share that with them and, and just say, hey, you know what? You came to mind and I wanted to, one, pray for you, and two, just share this with you and connect with you and see if there's anything that uh, you know I can yeah. do to help. And let this time, you know, let's make the best use of the time, um, not wasting this opportunity that God has given us for the gospel. For sure. And lastly, uh, we would just say, you know, stay connected, you know, on socials. Uh, follow us at Redemption Bible Church NB on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're going to be putting stuff out, hopefully yeah. trying to stay connected with you all and connected with one another. Uh, if you have a prayer request, DM us uh, yep. on anything. We'd love to pray for you. Uh, right. And hopefully we're going to be putting out more stuff here in the time coming. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support in listening, and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it.